When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Five, Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the In the Paint Show, episode 149, presented by Ball is Life. I'm here with my co-hosts, Chelsea Hopkins and Ani Amana. Back at it again. Guys, how are you doing? Uh, Chelsea, glad you're back with us. I know you know you've been busy playing games, put logging in those uh, full full games, full minutes. No no break on the bench. You know how are you doing? Well, happy New Year, guys. Happy to be back. Uh, whoo! I'm tired. We had a tough overtime loss last night, and now I need three days off. That's the problem with being a vet. You play a game, you do the best you can. I was one rebound shy of a triple double. We lost by I think four. And now I can't walk. I couldn't walk all day today. I asked three times and I'm going to have to pull the bet card and take probably tomorrow off so I can recover and be ready for next week. So it's hard out here, guys, but I'm making it. How are you, Ani? I'm doing good. Um, you know, you got three more years left. I don't know why you uh, you say that you're tired. Like that, Ani was like ready to jump in. Like I don't think this. No. Yeah, no. She got three years left. Like I'm telling you, she does. Ten years was not enough for you. That was the goal. This is year ten. I'm 32. It's over. Yeah, like you can go to you about 35. You got it. <laughs> but now, um, I'm doing good. Uh, it's good to have you back, Chelsea. Um. I'm kind of like you. I played in the men's league, actually, and uh, I couldn't walk the next day. And uh, I was like, hey, this is how it feels to play when you're 30, and I'm not going to do that again. Uh, I applaud you for doing a whole season. I could not – I did one game, and I couldn't run back on defense. So <laughs> – but, no, everything's been good. Just been working at it, same old stuff. So, you know, glad to have the show with all three of us again. Definitely, definitely. We're just going to talk about a lot of topics, obviously – high school basketball, you know, at the forefront. But there's so much going on and, and so much going on away from from the game of basketball. You know, uh, Chelsea, what is the weather like in in, in uh, Israel at this time of year? Because right now in California, we're getting slammed with rain. We say we need rain, then we get so much of it. We don't, you know, it, it, it hurts people. There's evacuations in, in certain parts of Northern California. And in Santa Barbara, I went to college. Once in a while, it, it really pours in Santa Barbara. It's like the first time. But they have massive, massive flooding. Yeah, actually, I've heard about that. I've been seeing on Twitter. And I think Bron tweeted last night just about how he felt like he was back in Ohio uh, with the crazy weather that you guys have been getting. But Israel's nice. I mean, for the most part, like there's like, you know, maybe two, two and a half months of cold here. And even cold right now is not that bad. Like we're probably like in the low 50s. Um, Definitely need a jacket. Um, Last year was actually like the coldest winter that they had in, in 20 
seasons. Yeah. Um, and that's when we got into the like maybe like low 30s or whatever. Um, but for now, it's it's OK. You know, light jacket, light hoodie. Uh, I'm, I'm actually up north, so it's a little colder just up here um, since we're about an hour and 15 minutes away from Tel Aviv. But um, better than better than the weather in, in Cali, for sure. So I'll take it. Yeah, I think people are a little like, wow, California, you know, is usually always sunny. And then we can't handle it when we get rain. It's just like it just clogs up the roads. We we it just comes to a standstill. We're not very good with that, obviously. But yeah, Santa Barbara, when I was going to college there, so it was 1998, was the last time they really had floods. Like the streets were five, six inches of water. People were canoeing down them. Like I remember that vividly. It was in 1998 and it's happening again. Like I guess, you know, once in a while just goes crazy. But yeah, it's all hillside, nice homes. Uh, Montecito, which is a really wealthy area, is like completely evacuated. You know, um, it's, it's very nice there. It's just very nice, very expensive. Uh, and we'll see. Hopefully the damage is minimal. But there's been a lot of things going on in terms of, of, of damage. Obviously, this this incident with Jamar Hamlin, we talked about it a little bit on he last week. And right. seems like a lot of good news there. Like he's re released. And he's back in Buffalo, obviously he plays for the Buffalo Bills. It seems like the hospital there in Cincinnati did a great job or he has really good things to say in terms of his family and him saying the treatment was good. But uh, are you a little surprised or are you just like, wow, he's left already and he's like back in his home city and he's responding on social media. Obviously he's got to move on with his life. Yeah. And, but like, are, are you surprised that that happened or like, uh, is that just obviously a great thing or like, you know, is it like, hey, what what happened? Like, we're not knowing what happened yet. Honestly, I'm just happy for him. I'm just happy he's alive and he and you know, he he can he can get out and he can go to see his family, be and move around. He's just alive. Like, I'm just happy for him. Am I surprised at how quick it went? For sure. Like, yeah. but uh, I'm just happy for him. Like, I'm happy that he can move on with his life and he's gonna get paid fully. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's uh, that's another thing that I'm just really I'm just happy for him that he's going to get his sure. money and he can go on to the next phase of his life sure yeah and and Ani just you know obviously I'm happy that this young man is doing well too um on his way to recovering uh released from the hospital I think all that stuff is amazing but just as I've been kind of following the story um you know it kind of leads to, to other interesting topics like surrounding the sport like me being a professional athlete I am not signing a contract unless it's guaranteed and medically I'm covered. So as I've been learning more about the NFL, you know, you sign these contracts, they're not fully guaranteed. If you no. get hurt, then they place you on injury reserve and then they cut the salary in half. And football's the most dangerous sport that there is. So sure. for me, I'm just having a hard time understanding. Um, I kind of knew about the non-guarantee before, but you know, when you have incidents like this, then it brings stuff like that to the forefront. Sure. And I I'm just kind of... I, I don't understand why these athletes aren't, aren't covered. A lot of them suffer from CTE after playing several years in the league, if they're fortunate enough to make it that long. Um, you know, the NFL came out and made some announcement like they're doing this young man a favor of fully guaranteed his salary, when I feel like that's something that should go without saying, considering the danger, you know, of the sport. So I just kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion. You know, yes, obviously we're all grateful that, you know, he's better and he, sure. he's released from the hospital, but it's just like, this just seems like this is something that has to change and that you basically have to die or almost die on the football field to get the money that should be owed to you. Like, well, sure. what do you think about that, Ronnie? Uh, I'll take it from two standpoints and then we'll, we, we, we go back and forth because I have to, if I'm a, like, if I'm an owner or if I'm like looking at it from you, 
as a right. fellow and like an athlete, a person who plays, you play 10 years pro. So if I'm looking at it as an athlete, yeah, I want to have a guaranteed and I want to have better protection. So my question to you is, Chelsea, how far should they go like on the picket line till it gets done? Not play? Because you got to remember, like you said, they're not guaranteed. So if they don't play, how many weeks and months and years can they go where they're not bringing in the money that they've been bringing in? We're like, okay, I got to go back and play. You see what I mean? So it happened before 1987, the NFL had a strike, a big strike. And some kids, some players crossed the picket lines after like eight weeks or whatever it is. You know, people were throwing eggs at the bus. The players were uh, fighting with the scab players. They get off here, you know, like in the, in the parking lot, like get out of here. You guys are scabs. It was a really big thing. So from the player standpoint, you know, how long can the players hold out? They obviously got to fight for it. You know, the players association. Uh, what do you think there, Chelsea? Like, do you think they should go balls to the wall till it's done? Guaranteed contracts like other sports or like they have to make just the successions, you know, have to get what they can get. Well, well maybe you guys can educate me a little bit. Like how much is guaranteed? I know it's not fully guaranteed, but I think it should be, you know, a decent amount because yeah. I just feel like every night that you step on the on the field, there's that yeah. risk, that yeah. risk of getting hit the wrong way. Like, yeah. you know, DeMar was, what is he, 24 years old? Yeah. And he just kind of got hit in the right spot and, you know, had to be resuscitated on the field. So yeah. you guys can educate me. I'm not really sure in terms of if he has yeah. this full contract for 300 and what did they say, 3.5 yeah. mil or something like that, um, how much he would receive and how much gets knocked off with the injury reserve. But mm -hmm. But I just feel like there has to be some type of protection. Like, you know, medical, from a medical standpoint, anything that he suffered directly on the field, I feel ha should 100% be taken care of and covered. And, and sure. that should go for, you know, whatever uh, physical uh, rehabilitation he may need, you know, hospital bills, because him being a young player and him not having that fully guaranteed contract, let's say something life altering did happen to this young man and he needed yeah. to be hospitalized or, you know, go through <laughs> excessive, extensive years of, yeah. A rehab, but would he be able to cover it? Like most, yeah. most think about regular people, like regular yeah. day to day people cannot afford medical bills. Yeah. So here I am, I get cracked on the field and, you know, my salary got, got split to a, a quarter of it. And now I have to live this way for the rest of my life and be, you know, flooded with bills. So I, I'm not really sure um, speaking how much is guaranteed. But I think that there has to be some type of clause. There has to be some type of guarantee for maybe sure. specific incidents. And this type of incident doesn't happen all the time where we see somebody actually needing CPR. But we do see these injuries and we do see people that kind of go crazy that we can pinpoint that used to play in the league. I think yeah. when when I attended um, San Diego State, they always talked about Junior Seau. And how he like kind of went crazy from football and just being cracked all the time. And, and, you know, they wanted to run some tests after he actually passed away to see if they can kind of make that correlation. But, but the constant trauma for some of these people is life altering, even if it doesn't right. end with you in the hospital. So that's why I just feel a way about it because, you know, I, I just feel like you, you have that risk every single night and all it takes is one kind of bad play to change you for the rest of your life. I think when you talk about guaranteed contracts with that many players, with that money, obviously, you know, and this is just me looking at a business standpoint, like as an owner, like I would have to lower the amount 
of if it's a fully guaranteed contract, I have to lower their salary, <laughs> right? Because yeah. yes, it, even it, it it is a dangerous sport. But you're talking about how many players are on like 54, 55 players on a roster. You know, you're talking about practice squad. Now you're talking about practice squad. So they're all getting fully guaranteed contracts. And let's say their salary is what they are today. Like you need to lower their salary in order for it to go fully guaranteed. So yeah. the owners can have some, you know, from a business standpoint. So like he's one or the other, either I lower my salary <laughs> and and it's fully guaranteed or it's not guaranteed. I take, I try to take care of my body, you know, meet the incentives, meet the requirements, don't get hurt. And hopefully I can make more money. It just depends on which way they would have to go about it. But it's, it's a tough deal because you're talking about in basketball where there's what 15, like on a, like on a pro roster, like, well, you're talking about anywhere from 13 to 15, sometimes 17, depending on like the injury reserve, like, like some teams could have more because like guys are hurt and they have an exception, but 17 to 54, 55 plus practice squad is a big difference. Right. Plus uh, that too, Ani. And, and then another thing, it's pretty crazy. Like you say, the business part, part. We'll, we'll start with, we talked about the player standpoint a little bit, Chelsea, and we're now we're talking about the businesses. Um, you know, he's not as a 24 year old, you mentioned he's in his second year. He's not eligible for any pension. So technically the NFL don't have to do anything for him. Like he can get, he has to get another job or like you said, he has to figure out a way to how to cover his bills if they don't. I think from the PR standpoint and from just because his case is so unique, they're going to help him, I'm sure, in some kind of way. But technically, legally, as Ta'ani was saying, they don't they don't really have to. He hasn't played. They own two under a little under $2 million over the next two seasons as part of his rookie deal. And he's not considered a, a, a veteran, so, you know, to qualify for the league's pension. So there's been some things done about that. We kind of mentioned a little bit that in the Raymond Lewis uh, episode about uh, ABA players and NBA players from the past. And, and many of them will just flat out say it. And I think NFL players have shared the same sentiment. The NFL and or the NBA is just waiting for those dudes to die. Mm-hmm. In essence, they, they're just literally like, that's how they feel. Now, obviously nobody has said that. Not like they said, oh yeah, but that's how they feel. Like, yeah. like we're 60 years old. We're, we're, you know, we have crippling diseases that the NFL doesn't care. They're just waiting for us to die. It's mm-hmm. even happened with that concussion, big, huge concussion settlement when it came down to it. And when they broke it all down, each player or each former player, it didn't, it wasn't life altering. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of what you, you were talking about a little bit earlier with some of the things with junior say and, and, and that, and, and, and again, back to Adi's point, Chelsea, when you have uh, 15 players in a basketball team, and then you have, let's just use the number 55 in football. So I guess the average person, uh, wouldn't wouldn't really rec- recognize this, but the average career is three years. Mm-hmm. So if you get guaranteed, then now if I'm the owner, I'm probably saying, okay, it's going to be a one-year guarantee. I'm signing you guys to a contract every year over and over and over. I think that's what would happen, Chelsea, or something like that, maybe a two-year deal if you're a quarterback or some really valuable player. Because if your average career is three years, why am I going to sign a backup player to a guaranteed contract for four? Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's not going to again, they're going to have to meet somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, I, I, I'm hoping at least with the, you know, the Players Association that they can at least just, yeah. you know, make some type of clause, whether it's like workers comp or yeah. when when unprecedented stuff happens. I'm not talking about somebody tearing their ACL like, you know, yeah. something that, you know, it's the nature of the sport. It happens, whatever. But like something that's just life altering, I just feel like there has to be some type of exception. 
Yeah. And I understand that there's so many players that, you know, but 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 to your point though, I'm kind of curious, would the players rather have, you know, lower salaries with fully guarantees than have, you know, the potential to make more money and with a non-guarantee? I don't know. Like, yeah. How, how many players can you think of anybody that maybe had a big time contract that didn't, you know, meet the requirements and get all their money? Like what, what it do you happens think? a lot because you hear these big contracts, Chelsea, especially with quarterbacks. Right. And they don't get all the money at the end. It's just what they announced. You know what I mean? They get a huge signing bonus at the beginning. And then, you know, maybe they get cut. They don't finish the 10 year deal. You hear, oh, this quarterback got a 10 year deal for $200 million. It, it's not guaranteed. It's just what they signed for. You know what I mean? Right. And, and there's incentives in that as well. Right. And, yeah. you know, because the careers are different. So, Let's let's talk about the dirty little secret that we all know. It's and Chelsea, maybe you haven't thought about it. I know Ani, you probably you know know it. And it, it's when you have a Giannis or you have Luca or you have one of those type of guys in a basketball team, that makes the huge difference. That even right. makes the value of your franchise go up. The average NFL player can just be replaced, and the average fan won't know. So what I mean by that is like an outside linebacker. Yeah, if you're an outside linebackers coach or you're a, a in-depth fan, you'll say, hey, that guy's better than that guy, and that's affecting our run defense. But the average fan doesn't know that. The average, <laughs> the average NFL player is just replaceable. Unless you're Tom Brady, uh, you know, uh, one of those type of guys, like the, you're replaceable. So, again, your value's down, so that's why the contracts are not guaranteed. The, the, the four, the, every team has six, seven DBs. There's, what's the difference between the sixth and the seventh one? True. It's minimal. Like, again, his position coach knows, but and that's the difference in the game. That's why it's pretty amazing on a flipping, I guess, flipping the subject a little bit. It's like how crazy Tom Brady is good for 20 years. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Even St. Louis LeBron, it's insane. The average career is three or four years long. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, for him to win seven Super Bowls, it, it you can see his value, but I think the average fan, you know, with that many players doesn't see the value of the average football player. You know, it's the same thing like when I played in high school football, um, I was the fifth DB, you know, I was the nickel back. And uh, I guess there was a little difference between the six DB is my, my buddy, Raphael, who's my buddy, you know, Rafi, and, and, and the guy in front of me who was the starter over me, like Rodolfo, like he's a good player, you know, pretty good player. Like there's not much difference. If I would have had a start, our team yeah. wouldn't have just been desolate. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But in a basketball team, if you get a guy who's like, damn, we got a new player on the team, it's like <laughs> making a hell of a difference. So yeah, that's I, I think that's the thing there that, and it sucks because uh, as we look at the glory of football, we look at how popular the game is. It's the most popular American game by far. Like people don't really talk about that dirty secret. You know what I mean? Like, and it's going to continue again. I, I don't know, Chelsea, do you think I, I'm with you? I think there should be like a DeMar Hamlin rule or something where like mm -hmm. if you have a debilitating injury, you get your full medical. You know, if you have some kind of really debilitating injury on the field or caused by football, that's and, that, and that's it. You know, like, um, but what do you think about them striking or like, hey, we need to change this. Can the DeMar Hamlin situation changes or is it just going to be business as usual? I mean, business as usual with the NFL. You saw they wanted to keep playing the game. Hey, yeah. guys, I put a warm up and we're back on the field. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's definitely going to be business as usual. But I hope that this opens eyes. Like yeah. I said, you can't change any 
you can't change the system completely and, and, and how it's working. So I'm not necessarily advocating for that. And I am a little bit, you know, um, not informed as I should be as far as how football contracts work, but there has to be some type of clause. There has to be some type of exception. I think just for the nature of the game, it's, it's way too dangerous, way too physical. You know, my football friends used to always say, well, basketball is a contact sport, but fo football is a collision sport. Sure. So just the way that the game is played, it, it's just unique. In, in that aspect. So I, I just would like to see some type of protection if something crazy were to happen. And like I said, I'm yeah. not talking about an ACL tear or, you know, that yeah. type of injury. I'm talking about something that's life altering, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Hamlin, the, the bills could have cut his salary from 825 to 455,000 because he's technically he's been on injured reserve now, obviously, but they didn't do that, which kudos to them. You know, obviously this is a, a crazy, crazy occurrence. He he signed a four-year deal, three point six million, uh, hundred sixty thousand dollars signing bonus, salary Chelsea, and one hundred sixty thousand guaranteed. So again, when you hear four-year, three point six, you think in especially you think in terms of basketball. Oh, that's a pretty good. Sign. Then you look at the details. It's like he got one hundred sixty k. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like. Ooh, it's tough. Again, he's a, a DB, you know, like they're not going to pay him this big old crazy money. And, um, you know, I'm glad he, he, he's doing better, at least a little better in, in the six or seven days that it, that it happened. But, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if, if that if that changes. And it, it's funny because you they talk to old NFL players and NFL players know the dangers. They know, like you said, Chelsea, some of them are living very hard lives, uh, bad, you know, headaches, crippling can't can't even move very well and they're like would you do this again they're like yeah i'll, I'll play i would play football again you know that's it's crazy. crazy yeah it's yeah. just crazy how that works and you know it's unfortunate but uh we'll keep an eye on that and see how it goes and hopefully he just continues to get better it's, it's awesome that uh people rallied around him and i know he's mm -hmm. like um Toy donation drive or his is his yeah. fundraising went crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. Yeah, that's cool, you know. And people know more about him, you know. And like you said, hopefully people know more about the average football player's plight because it's not that pretty, you mm -hmm. know. Um, you mentioned Junior Seau, Chelsea, and obviously he is like San Diego. When you think of San Diego football, that's the first name you're gonna think of. Like mm -hmm. when he's at USC, uh they had a, uh, you know, a two deep linebacker core. So that's about 10 guys. Six of them got playing time. Obviously three started. They were in a four, three defense and, and, and three of them started. Five of them have died before the age of 50 years old. And it's crazy. They went, uh, uh, one guy's named Scott Ross. He was like a really good player. He's just, he, his wife said he just completely lost it. He, he was just violent and, uh, people even told me because Scott Ross is from Southern California and it was like, Ronnie, Scott is doing really bad. And they knew we followed his high school career. And they're like, he's going to kill somebody or he's going to kill himself. And sure mm -hmm. enough, they told me that 10 years ago, this was like in 2010 and like about two or three years ago, he, 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 you know, he, he passed away. So mm -hmm. these guys are not that old, you know, they're all junior right. wasn't that old. And like, there's five of them that have already passed for and all of them almost the same type of story. Yeah. Hard to adjust after football. Um, had a hard time adjusting after football. Uh, lived kind of normal for a while. Got married or married their college sweetheart a while. And then completely lost it like maybe seven or eight years in after that. Yeah. It's the same pattern of story. And again, the details are different, but it's the same story. And right. it's funny. Uh, 
my photographer, a photographer who's worked with us for a long time, Scott Kurtz, he was shooting a volleyball event and he saw Junior say out one week before that all that incident happened with him wow. driving and, and he was at a volleyball event uh watching his daughter play and junior just quiet you would think nothing was wrong like uh, you know he was just sitting there he's not vocal he's very quiet and people i mean you know junior they kind of recognize him but if people weren't you know rushing him or saying hello to him they didn't really know him that well but the photographer did so he i always remember that because He's like, man, Ronnie, he just looked normal. Like he was, nothing was wrong, you know, and you just never know. So um, speaking of that, let's switch tunes of never knowing, you know, what do you guys think about like, just never know what's going to happen in the NBA. Like, is that, is that awesome? Uh, Chelsea, what gets your opinion? Like this, this offensive explosions. And then we, we've been talking about durability and adjusting the life after sports, you know, the durability issue is, is the player's, Taking a day off, we, there's been a lot of talk about these players not playing 82 games or not even come close to it. Um, you know, well, that's why they're so good and skilled. That's that's why they're they're, they're preparing for the playoffs. They're they're ready to go. Or do you think it's a detriment and like this is not what it should be, or like it's just, or do you think it's just great for the fans? I mean, well, as far as those explosions go offensively, I think that the shot making and the creativity and the skill is at an all time high. Like, sure. I don't think that we can kind of dispute that, um, you know, just it's I don't want to say it's becoming like watered down, but it's becoming like super common that somebody scores 50 or like right. 60. <laughs> yeah. So I think that like it's exciting to see in the moment. But, you know, obviously the game has changed a lot. Like it, it's it's very much offensive oriented. All the games that I, you know, happen to catch or see are in the 120s every single night. So not too much like defense is going on. And and, yeah. and I think that that's a trend that we've seen in the NBA for the last several years going into the playoffs. Like I know a lot of people that say, you know, I don't watch NBA until the playoffs start because that's right. when people start playing better defense. That's when you see all the stars are are engaged and they're there. So, um you know, I don't think it's great that, you know, a lot of the stars are taking, you know, multiple days off, uh, but I understand it. I mean, being a professional athlete, like I I'm playing 30 games and I'm playing once a week. So if I'm in the NBA and I'm playing a back to back or I'm playing Monday, then Wednesday, then Friday, Saturday, like like it is hard. It is taxing. Sure. Um, so although, you know, maybe training and medical and all those things you know progressively get better and probably are more advanced than what we've had like back in the day um i think everything just kind of evolves and right. this is just the way that the league is going this is the right. way that players are approaching the game like most people aren't playing 82 games and i think 82 games is too much me personally although you know people like to say well, oh, well jordan was playing 82 games like all the time well, that's fine. Right now, we're not doing that. Like it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> and and I am super biased because, like I said, I'm just a player, so I just understand that how I feel. You know, playing one day and even them thinking that I'm going to play the next day. I just talked to you guys about how I felt like I got hit by a truck because I played a game last night. Yeah, so right, right. I think it's hard. Um, I don't think it's always fair because. You know, I know fans, you know, pay to see certain people and it's the highlight of them not necessarily seeing their home team. But, you know, catching a Laker game and catching LeBron or catching Kawhi. Like, so I understand that part from a business standpoint, but this is the way that the league is evolving. And I think it's just something that we kind of have to go with me personally. Gotcha. You know, I 
history is kind of repeating itself. And like, so I went and watched and looked at boss scores like at games in the 50s and 60s. You're like, oh, yeah. why are you doing that? But like, those games were going to 120s and 130s. Like, where people were saying this is brand new, but this is something that happened, you know, oh, yeah. early on with the ABA and the NBA. Uh, but I do agree with you, Chelsea, that 50 point games are becoming normal. Uh, a guy that gets 35 points, 35 and 10, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, like I think Jeremy Grant had 39 or something. And it was like, oh, okay, like, you know, or it's just, it's just normal. Like Luca getting 30, 10, and 10 is normal. That's, 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 that's wild. Uh, but I mean, even saw a stat where it was like Demonis Sabonis comparing his stats to Chris Weber. And I'm just like, you know, it's like you can't compare. Like, those are two different times. Like, yeah, doesn't yeah. mean Sabonis is better than Weber. It yeah. just, it if is. Weber played in today's game, he would be putting up those numbers even better. Like, yeah. but it's just, it's just, I feel like we're going back to how basketball was. Like, yeah. we were. In the in early times, it was 120, 130s. It was oh, yeah. senior Chamberlain get 50, 10, and 10, you know, and, and stuff like that. So it just for me, it's interesting because this isn't the first time. It just yeah. now was televised, and the NBA and basketball is such a huge, uh, as such a huge market. Yeah. But we're going back to how it was in the early stages. Yeah, and and it's just people are going to adjust. And you're, to your point, Ani, I, a triple double used to be a big thing. You know what I mean? And now it's like. Russell Westbrook has made the triple double something else. Like it's just right. all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and now so averaging 20 is different. I'm looking at this list of guys averaging 20. If I'm reading this right, there's uh 44 guys averaging 20. That's a little Franz Wagner, child Tyrese Halliburton, uh Jordan Clarkston, uh Jordan Poole. Terry Rozier is averaging 20. See, See I didn't know that until actually. He's a bucket. Uh, Tyler Hero's averaging 20.2. I'm just looking at the different numbers. Kyle Kuzma's averaging 20 points in Washington. <laughs> like, yeah. these guys are 20 point a game scorers. Like, I, they, they don't all look like 20 point a game scorers to me, but I get again, my, my mind is trapped in another time sometimes, you know, but I, I get it to you what you guys are saying. And it, it I, I think um, overall, like you said, Chelsea, I think it, it is not the greatest thing, but it's, it's, it's fine. We'll just. Right. Um, I went to three straight Chicago Bulls games um, early in December. I went to three of them. It was a West Coast swing, so I, I got a chance to see them. So they played uh, at Utah. They played at in Phoenix, and then they played at Sacramento. <laughs> and I, so I was able to see them back-to-back -back right away. And your, your transition defense is not good. And like, yeah. no, this is terrible. <laughs> like, come on, guys, get, get back. I'm screaming you know, to myself. I'm like, God, here's another bucket, another bucket. So Devin Booker had 50 points in three quarters, and then they pulled him. So I'm not surprised Donovan Mitchell honestly had 70 points against the Bulls because I can see where they can be the team to, like, give up that. They just – again, they have good players. Zach Levine had some good games. You know, DeMar got uh, – kind of pulled his hamstring or pulled his groin the other night, last night, right. I believe that was. That was last night, yeah. yeah in, 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 against Boston. But, like, these guys don't – take the, like you said, the fervor, like they don't really take it to the next level to get back on defense and, and really lock down on defense. And maybe it'll change in the playoffs if they get there. Like you said, Chelsea, certain teams are, but like it, it was a little frustrating. I was like, come on, guys, like you're better than this. I, overall, like as players, they are better than that. 
So I, I don't know if it's just something that, like you said, Chelsea, it's just a regular season game. They kind of get it or they'll, they'll pick it up at the end of the game or maybe we can beat this team uh, without it because they, they beat the they beat the Utah Jazz, which was a good win for them at that time. And then they just completely got blown out by Phoenix. They just right. I mean, they just didn't even have it. They had no response. They just they got killed. So, uh, yeah, I, I think to your point, I think it'd be a little bit better defense. But I think the teams that are going to win are going to the ones that are either have a few quarters where they know they got to pick it up or a few stretches or like, hey, on this homestand, we really got to pick it up or as we're getting closer to the playoffs. But, yeah, overall, it's not I don't see like these great scores. I just see. Overall, average defense. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe I'm different. Maybe. No, you're absolutely absolutely right. Like, the game planning is different. Like, these coaches aren't going to. Yeah. I thought watching the Knicks and the Bucks last night, I saw some playoff level basketball just with how the Knicks were guarding Giannis. I mean, Giannis, I think, only had 20 some points. It didn't have a lot of temps. The way they were helping inside and everything and making them tough. You see a couple NBA games where it's like, okay. I'm not saying the coaches aren't coaching, but they're throwing some different stuff out to really slow down the guy to prepare. Like maybe we'll see them in the second round and stuff like that. Uh, but like to to your uh, point, Ronnie, transition defense be, is horrible. Half court, like yeah. they're not they're not they're, with the, how they're guarding ball screen coverage is not adjusting, and they really don't care to adjust because they know they can go back in the other end and score. Like they're just being vanilla with their approach and throwing some stuff here and there just to see what may work. But to Chelsea's point, you know, when it gets to the playoffs, they're going to throw more stuff. Um, And you'll see more 100-point games, 90. Doubt you'll really see 80s. But, like, 100, 110 to 90-point games compared to 120, 130. Like, you know, like Shea Shea Gilgers Alexander right now is, like, averaging, what, close to 30 points a game? You know, uh, Oklahoma's not going to make the playoffs. But, like, I don't think they will. But, like, if they did, he's not averaging 30 in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, like, as talented as he is. But they're, they're going to throw so many different things at him uh, when it comes when it comes to playoff time. So, just to your point of, like, game plan is going to be so much different come playoff time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the stats right now. 30.9 points a game for Shea Gillis Alexander. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that boy is cold, though. He's nice. <laughs> I, I just want to make a quick comment. Like, yeah. You know, being a player, like I watch the game like a little bit differently than most fans would. So I can see how it can be like kind of watered down for them. But like for me, just, you know, watching the shot making and the different ability to, to score in certain ways. Like to me, it's never been about how much you score, but how you right. score. So right. that's why I'm entertained. Like, you know, wow, Shy did that. Like, you yeah. know, Shy's one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, Darius Garland, one of my favorite players to watch because they're crafty, they're shifty. Like yeah. th- these are tough baskets. E- everybody's thirty is not the same thirty though. That and, and we see that with KD a lot of times. I feel like you know you look at KD and Kyrie stats, and as credible as Kyrie is, like KD can get thirty on sixteen shots. Like yeah. a lot of people can't do that. So I, I kind of look at like some of the nuances of the game, and not so much as oh he had fifty points, he had seventy points. You know, I'm kind of just looking at. They're what they're doing it and, and, and how they're doing it. And I think certain players, like, you know, to, to KD's point, like, he can give it to you any way you want it. Like, you want fades, you want threes, you want, you know, yeah. mid-posts, you want, you know. So that that's kind of what keeps me uh, thoroughly, like, entertained. And, you right. know, that may not be the case for the fans. But 
you know, you have to respect that, especially if you're a player, you just like, that was a tough basket or a tough move. And then maybe I want to emulate something that I saw, you know, in my practice the next day. So I look at it like that. Yeah. I seen that because I was watching, like I said, those bulls games and I'm watching DeMar because I've watched DeMar since he was seventh grade. You know what I mean? So it was funny. We, we, it was the, it was the Kobe Bryant skills Academy. It was at modern day and they had the college players and they had the um, high school players mm-hmm. and DeMar was bunched in with the, with the college players. And honestly, he was basketball like wise skill wise was not great. He was just running, jumping, dunking transition mm-hmm. then. And then I look at his game now, you know, what is this 15 years, 14 years later, whatever it is. And it's like, he's so much more efficient. Right. That's your point, Chelsea. He's just, I'm like, this guy's not moving when he doesn't need to. He gets to his spot. He just, you know, gets him with the head fake, gets to his spot in the key, foul or bucket. Like, he's so uh, efficient. He's not wasting any energy. He doesn't run when he doesn't need to. And he just gets into his spot, knows where his shot is, and he does a great job of letting the ref kind of know, like, oh, like I got fouled there. And he, he gets the calls a lot now because he's a veteran or whatever. You know, he's one of the better players. But that, like you said, that's what I'm watching. I'm like, wow, that's pretty – how good he – how much better he's gotten. Again, he doesn't dunk like he used to or run and jump like he did when he was at Compton High School. But, like, he's – it's just that he's so he's so good at what he does. And I think that's your point. You appreciate how good somebody is. You know, mm-hmm. so do you guys think the fans kind of know know that? Or do you think they're just, like, cheering because it's a spectator sport? Or do they, they kind of say, hey, wait a minute. Like, to your point, Ani, like, that's terrible transition defense. That's three or four times in a row. We're not getting it. Like, where where do the fans stand on this? Are they going to turn on this scoring? Or, like, is it just going to be, hey, business as usual. The fans love it. There's dunks. There's plays. There's 30-point games. From I think players. I think fans, <clears throat> you know, they, they like the highlight. Uh, so I think they're always going to continue to love these scoring outputs. It's, it's something to talk about. It's something to, you know – if I'm going to go pay money to go watch a Mavs game, I want to see Luca get 40, 10, and 15. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I, you know, in, in the way that he does it, like just watching Luca play, like, yeah, or know. go the, uh, go to a Brooklyn Nets game and go watch KD and just the way he scores. And Shay, like, you, you're going to pay, you want to pay as a fan. Fans pay to see that. Um, so I, I think they, they do notice it and they just have, they have fun with it because, like, it's, it's, it's just new. It's something new with just how many people are scoring like that and the way they're doing it. Like you said, Chelsea, Che, the way he gets his buckets is, is 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 live. Like it's fun. Like I saw him early in the season. I'm like, yo, this is like <laughs> he took his game to a whole nother level. And I think fans understand that too. I think fans see that and they enjoy that. Yeah. Um speaking of that, as we get to to the all-star game, it's in, in Salt Lake this year. Uh anything you guys see that any guy that should be on there that's surprising you? Uh, Chelsea, I'll start with you or any player they like, man, I hope this guy makes it or he really deserves to make it. Besides the obvious, is there anybody that's really surprising you um, out there? Does I mean, there's some people on the list that are getting votes that, you know, kind of like make me chuckle. I don't know if they're going to like really be all-stars or not, but, you know, Austin Reeves is getting votes. I know Derrick Rose is. is <laughs> well, I really like Austin Reeves. Like, obviously, he's not an all-star, but, you know, the fact that, you know, the fans are taking note and kind of voting for him. Um, same with Derrick Rose. He's received a lot of votes, um, you know, and he's kind of a, a shell of himself in terms of just player and what he used to be. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's going to come down to 
I guess I'm more interested to know about the starters, put it that way. I think it's very close. Um, I was looking at the East, um, you know, kind of votes and standings. Like you have Joel Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, and Kevin Durant, you know, all kind of neck and neck in terms of votes and stuff like that. But one of them can't start. So that's kind of going to be the most interesting thing to me is to see how, you know, obviously they're all going to be all-stars, but just to see kind of where they fall in line in terms of starting. Um, and, you know, what are, are we going to kind of move past, well, positions and, you know, maybe we can start a couple of them, even though they're similar positions. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of more intriguing to me. Um, a lot of the same people are always going to be voted all-stars. So like you talked about, yeah. just the obvious LeBron James, I believe, is leading in the West and you know, those kind of players go without saying, but I think what makes it interesting is just to see where they fall, like on the, on the, on the chart in terms of starting. And, and maybe if we see a couple of new people creep in, like when I look at the East, you know, maybe Jalen Brunson, who, who's been hooping, um, you know, maybe Tyrese Halliburton, who, you know, that one, um, I can't remember his name, but commentator was just talking about how he's a wannabe all-star, but. Yeah. Yes. He said that Wally Zerbiak. Yeah, Wally Zerbiak. <laughs> well, Zerbiak said well, want to be all star. He was dissing him. He had to apologize. That was crazy, like, yeah. I mean, that's that felt a little personal to me. I don't know why, it but it, it, it did. It did because I think it's more of a Brunson. He's yeah. a. I think he's you know Nick's got like you know he plays for the Timberwolves for the longest, but like <laughs> I think it was more of a Jalen Brunson. How like if Halliburton gets a spot, does that mean Jalen Brunson doesn't? I think. Yeah. It was a little deeper than that. That's why I yeah, got yeah. worse. I didn't ask you this, guys, because I saw something like that, but with it would have had to do with um, the dirty player from the bull, from from Duke on on uh, the Bucks, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen and it's Eddie Johnson, who's a former player, and he's a good former player at the Suns. Like he's always on social media. Like, see this play? I look at it. That's terrible. And look at this guy. You can't excuse that. And and. So th is there anybody, like you guys said about um, Wally Zerbeck, is there, like, who is the former player or announcer that you guys like to just follow on social media that he has good points? I, I, I'm not because I keep seeing Eddie Johnson's piece. I'm like, this dude is just on his head. Like, he's on Grayson Allen's head. So I just like J.J. Like? I just like J.J. Reddick because, you know, he, okay. he, he does look at it. Yeah. He's more – he talks about the basketball and not uh, as much of the fluff, <laughs> right? And uh, he just he just makes really good points. I really like listening to JJ Reddit, and he gives a perspective on the player side, uh, which you know I think that's good to see how players thinking in certain situations and just you know when stuff happens. So I like listening to JJ Reddit. Yeah, how about you, Jess? I, I think JJ is great too, and and I just like you know how Ani touched about this the player's perspective. Like he a lot of times he's talking about his personal experience. Like, right. hey, I guarded LeBron. You can't tell me that he can't do this, this, and that because, you know, I, I was there. I was there for it. But sure. my absolute favorite people to watch is just the TNT crew with just Shaq, oh. Chuck. Like, because they're <laughs> just entertaining. They're funny. To me, they're very um, direct in, in, yeah. in front right. of their opinions and what they believe. And, you know, being Hall of Famers, it's like, what can you tell me? I, I'm not hating on you. That's, that's Shaq's favorite thing to say. I can't hate on you when I was better than you. So if I think you stink or whatever I have to say about you, my opinion is valid. <laughs> and they're just super funny. Like they yeah. mock everything. They were mocking, you know, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless's little yeah. altercation that they had the other day. And yeah. they, they, they keep it lighthearted, but they also, there's a lot of truth to the stuff that they say, yeah. even though they're being funny. So yeah, I like them the most. Jokes. Yeah. 
Definitely. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, you know, there's too much of that. Um, I would tell you guys this, though, probably like the mid-90s up until the early 2000s, Sports Center and that type of um, uh, recaps of games was awesome. Like, people would even watch it back-to-back. I remember even a rapper said that, like, I watch Sports Center back-to-back. Oh, all the time. You just watch it again. Like, this, this, this has gone so bad in the last five <laughs> to seven years. I can't even take it seriously. Like the Skip and Shannon thing, I can't even get into that. Like they're too far gone. Like I don't know. They're arguing about certain things. Always Skip, always trying to put LeBron down whenever he can. Like no matter what, he could even be talking about the Cowboys or something. He's <laughs> you know, it, it's it's pretty funny because when you you uh, before I again I used to read the newspaper a lot. I still read the newspaper. Not I read the ones I have because I want to. Oh yeah, I remember that, and I have a lot of old newspapers. But now I read who writes the thing, who who you know who was writing yeah. that at the time. Before I never did that. I I never noticed the the author when I was little. I just read, and it's funny because we 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 were talking about the the last dance, and honestly, people watched that because of COVID and and um, all the different stories that came out. I was like, most of those were in the newspaper. They really were. Now, you didn't know some of the details, but like almost all those stories, the Kraus uh, feud, Jordan's mocking of Kraus, uh, Pippen's contract, Pippen maybe getting traded, all that was in the newspapers. And like, so Skip Bayless went from this, Skip Bayless used to write for the LA Times. Right. He's writing for some Dallas Morning News. I'm pretty sure Ani, he he wrote for them. Obviously, he covered the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And then now he's just this guy that's on TV now that's, just bashing players like it it's just like i can't it doesn't it, it doesn't, doesn't <clears throat> no. there's no credibility behind that when you used to be covering them like in a newspaper i i don't know that, that's just my opinion on that um yeah but it, it it's it's uh like you said guys it's it's i don't think that's changing the the talk tv during the day there's there's a lot of it it's a repetitive and and mm-hmm. i'm not into the bashing the players because you said chelsea from the player standpoint like uh They've never been better, but also they've never been scrutinized more. Like right. we didn't know about, you know, every little detail of a player until they got in trouble. Really. Like I remember yeah. James Worthy got in trouble one time and I was like, what? <laughs> like I was like, James Worthy got arrested. You know, you just didn't hear about what people were doing until something bad happened. Now it's like right. everything is is being scrutinized. Uh, let's change the subject. Speaking of scrutinized, uh, Ani, did you uh, have a chance to follow, you know, what – Camden did when they went down to play Columbus down in Miami with the, um, you know, with their game. Did were you able to watch that or follow uh, that? I didn't. I didn't really follow. I know uh, uh, Columbus won, but I didn't. I yeah. I heard what happened when they went to North. I thought something may happen when they went to North Carolina. I believe Camden did. Um, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't hear anything Miami. Yeah, well, they 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 lost that game, and then right. um, you know they, that was on the fourth. And then they went back to Jersey and played that game against Don Bosco, which they won. Right. You know? So Boozer had a big game. Uh, boy, he played really well down the stretch. And, and they're playing good. And, and and this week, you know, they they have for more, some more big games. So they're going to play at the Hoopal. Ani, you know, what are you looking forward to uh, for Hoopal? Are you going to do anything? Is there anything in, in, in Texas you're going to or anything that you're, you're following in particular? Uh, just – I have someone out there going to go cover a hoop haul for me. 
Um, so, um, yeah, because I, I ain't going to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> that flight. <laughs> then I'll, and then I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm potentially stuck. So, you know, we got some big games out here. Um, I think uh, like Pinkston going against uh, Dallas Carter. You got Faith Family, you know, kind of going to district. Just following like some of these teams that we do have in the Fab 50, like Amarillo. Yeah. Um, so I'm more so just covering some of these teams that are like in the bubble and um, and from in Texas and, you know, have a chance to move up, just like kind of keeping up with their playoff, you know, who they're going to meet up with. stuff. So that's where well, I'm really big on this week. Yeah. Are you surprised that Beaumont United is doing as well as they did? Obviously, I started them pretty good. <laughs> like they're doing pretty good. Is that a surprising or? Or you know, they're right now. I have them. Uh, what are they? Nineteen and one. So there's eight. Yeah, they're nineteen and one. Yeah, they're, they're doing one. So yeah, yeah. Like, am I surprised a little bit? I thought yeah. without Arsenal, I know Wesley Yates has gotten a lot better, and you know, we got okay. to see him at Pangos All American Camp, won the top sixty MVP. Uh, but you know, he's improved as a leader, and he's really got those other guys like Porsche and. Um, those guys is really rolling. You know, the coach does a coach does a hell of a job with that group. But I did think without Arsenal, they were maybe losing something. Uh, but, you know, with Duncanville opting out of the playoffs this year and the six ages being wide open uh, and just how good they're looking, beat Jonesboro. Jonesboro is a really good team out of Arkansas. And Wesley Yates just playing at a level that he is. They have a chance of winning a state title this year. Um and that's crazy. Like they move from five A to six A, and I'm like, oh man, they're not, they're not gonna, <clears throat> they're not gonna be ready for six A. Yeah. And then now we're looking at it, man, they could really three peat. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm a little surprised because you lose a guy like Arsenal, who gonna be, I think, is gonna be in the NBA one day. You lose an NBA type talent that always is hard, but they look yeah. like they just rocking and rolling. Yeah, they're doing really well. Um, yeah, you know, as far as the the Camden situation, you know, DJ scored well but it was they were down early and and uh you know he has the ball in his hands a lot he shoots a lot of threes and it kind of like you said kind of almost like an nba type of feel to it like they're gonna get buckets back you know hey uh columbus scores and it's like hey candy just pushes it up and tries to shoot a three or get a quick bucket mm-hmm. it's not they didn't have a lot of uh you know, hey, they're running this set. Let's try to get an inside bucket. They really didn't use our guy Bradshaw. wasn't really a big factor, you know. Right. Um, yeah. And 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 you got a guy seven footer going to Kentucky, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Again, they they have new coaching. This is DG's, I guess, third coach. So, you know, Malik Wayne's he's a young, he's a young a young coach, and kind of showed in that game, like you know, Columbus played pretty well, and uh, now Columbus is is going obviously to Hoopal, and. Columbus, uh, they got the, the Monday game. They got uh, Sierra Canyons, which is coming off their mm-hmm. big game against Wheeler. Uh, Ani, there was five big events in L.A. Obviously, you, you, know, you can't get to all of them. And, and I wanted to ask you guys this because uh, I've seen San Ysidro, and I asked both of you, you know, San Ysidro is barely over 500 with J.J. Taylor mm-hmm. and Mikey. And at this event at the Galen Center, was supposed to be originally – at crypto.com but i think cooler heads or wiser heads prevailed like that place is going to be completely empty right mm-hmm. so right. Um, at at the galen center there might have been three thousand people there like is it because the novelty's wearing off or because mikey and or brawny are not like the number one player in the country or is it just over exposure you know what's your opinion i'll start with you chelsea what's your opinion 
I mean, you know, we've talked in the past about how LeBron was able to kind of fill out these arenas and stuff. I, I don't think anybody has the star power or the ability to do that anymore, at least not right now. So I know there's a lot of social media highlights of Bronny and yeah. Mikey and all these players. And, and you know, it, it's fun. This is the era that we're in, social media age where everything's being recorded. You yeah. know, I saw Kyle Kuzma tweet the other day about, like, we're in this highlight culture where, like, the nuance of basketball is kind of, like, lost. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think that th these kids can't fill out those arenas like that. And, and that's okay. So it was smart to not have it in crypto because it's, like, all that stuff yeah. has to be paid for. You got to pay to turn the lights on, and it, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, so I think it makes total sense, and I don't think that even if Mikey or Bronny were number one in the country that they were going to fill out even the Galen Center. Um, okay. It's just one of those things that, you know, there's definitely a market for high school basketball and then these games and people have an interest in it. But yeah. is it going to be like an NBA game or just a sellout crowd? I, I don't see it. And I haven't seen that with any kid. And there's very talented ones. You know, some yeah. of these kids are are lucky to fill out a high school gym. So yeah. this is yeah. what it is. I think I think it's a mixture of two things, Ronnie, uh, yeah. that you said. I think it's a, a some overexposure. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's also that they're not the they're not the top three or five guy in their class. Obviously, they're they're very marketable. But when you talk about Bronny James, every game he plays is gets recorded. <laughs> right. Every every game that's a YouTube clips, a highlight, yeah. something. Yeah. And then now we're getting to what January into their yeah. senior year. They kind of are what they are. The next time you really may see some real hype hype is when they get into like when they get into college. Right. right. Uh, I just. Yeah. yeah, I just think right now they're they they're what they're like top fifty, top sixty guys. Yeah. You know, depending on the outlet, maybe lower, maybe a little bit higher. There's been a clip. They have they have video clips, interviews after every game. Yeah, At some point you're gonna get you get tired of it. If Mikey Williams was number one, he would sell out. <laughs> I think he I, I think he could I think he, I think he could sell out if he was number one in the country. But I do think because he's not and because we see something from him every game, every win or loss, like people do get tired of that. Um, right. And they're not going to pay. Because remember we saw in the summer, uh, Ronnie, was it last, this past summer, the summer before, or Mikey playing the game and it was standing room only, <laughs> like just for his game and just yeah. thousands of people were there. I mean, we, we saw that, but now we're going two years Later, it's like okay, guys. Like, I've seen this. I've seen like, it. seen this. So that's and, and like you said, they're like eight and seven or whatever they are, nine and eight. You know, it's right? Like, that's not that attractive. And that's and I go back with your question with Camden. I from what I heard, I did see the highlights from the uh, Columbus game and even yeah. some of the games. It is very uh, it it kind of reminds me a little bit of Cardinal Hayes with the, some of the issues that they have. Uh, just when it gets real stagnant on the off perimeter and just yeah. a lot of just shooting on the outside differences. Like you said, they do have a, uh, a big man, yeah. a seven footer. That's a five-star guy, yeah. <laughs> right? That's a five-star guy. And they're just not throwing it enough to him. Just making more of a lob guy than like, let's feed it to him. So yeah, I've been getting, it, it, it right, reminds me similar of like Cardinal Hayes' struggle, why sure. they get stagnant. And, you know, the record isn't as what they would love it to be. Yeah. And, and they, you know, I had them number two and I didn't have them number two because I really honestly thought they if I had to see them out or bet, I didn't think they, they're the number two team. But they just started later and obviously they have the schedule and and they had, they're going to have to rebound. And they got two big games. They got two big games at Hoop Hall. So they play yeah. Centennial, Corona Centennial on Saturday, the 14th. 
and then they come back on Monday and play Bishop Gorman. Um, they're going to have to go one and one. They're going to, you know, they could beat Centennial. They could beat Gorman. They're going to have to beat Gorman. If they don't beat right. Gorman, their season's going to be like, oh, wait, what, what's wrong with Camden? You know right. what I mean? Like, or they're not that good. But, I mean, they still got plenty of good. They did beat Don Bosco, which is a good team. Um, you know. Dylan Harper. So, Sierra Canyon is actually playing pretty good. You know, that game against Wheeler, Wheeler has beaten Centennial, but Sierra Canyon is actually playing pretty good. Ashton Hardaway had a good game when they had that comeback win. Bronny had 22 points. Uh, you know, they, they don't have, like we said, the NBA, future NBA guys like they've had the last few years where you can see right. they have future NBA guys. They even had an NBA guy who didn't even play much, Christian Coloco. But, like, they don't have that type of roster right now. And, and, and they they have a good a big matchup. They play Columbus on Monday. So that 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 those those Monday games are Camden versus Gorman at 11 a.m. Eastern. Then uh, Sierra Canyon plays Columbus at one. Then Montverde plays Sunrise at three, and then IMG plays Compass at at five. But th those are the Monday game. Cardinal Hayes plays as you mentioned. Uh, Ani they play Imatep the night before. Roselle plays Paul the Six, our number one team. Simeon coming off two big wins. Yeah, Simeon yeah. playing Bishop Step Stepanak. Simeon's playing good. You know, I saw Simeon in Chicago, and I was like, they're okay. Just Ani, they just have the junkyard dog mentality. They're just refusing to lose. Like they're yeah, just they're not really well coached. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do a good job. They they play hard. They play together. Because you look at them, they're like that. That roster's okay. That's a top right. roster. Then then they're winning. They be you know they be Cathedral. Uh, they had two back to back wins, and they actually played Kenwood tonight in Chicago. Big game yeah, Tuesday yeah. night where we film. Uh, so they'll, they'll, there's some big games coming up. Um, Want to ask you guys a, a, a couple more questions as we talked about the NBA All Star voting. Uh, you know, who Paul's definitely the time. MLK obviously supposed to be a celebration of MLK. Sometimes we forget about that and we right. focus on basketball and all that. But uh, then we start talking about the McDonald's game and the and the selection for the game, which will be in a couple of weeks. So the million dollar question is back to the same two guys. Uh, what? And I'll start with you, Ani, and then Chelsea. You could chime in. Is do both of them make it? Mikey and Ronnie, or does just Bronny make the McDonald's game? And then, Ani, what's going to be the reaction? Like, are people going to be like, yes, Bronny's in the McDonald's like his dad? And, or is it going to be like, boo, no, he doesn't deserve it. He's not the top 24 guy. Ronnie, yeah. I, I, you know, I respect. <laughs> <laughs> I respect <laughs> Ronnie James and, and Mikey yeah. Williams. No, no disrespect to them. Yeah. Neither of them are McDonald's All-American players. And when you asked that, I was about to say both who. <laughs> like, I thought it was two players we haven't talked about yet. No, no. <laughs> we asked them, but two high major guys. If Bronny, if he doesn't make that game, that's going to be a surprising to me, Ani. Really? I mean, I can see why it could be surprising. But, like, no. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, tell no. me what you think. I, I agree with Ani. I think they're too far, like, in terms of just rankings alone. Like, okay. you know, the people that teeter, aren't they, like, at maybe the 25 spot? You know, maybe they take 12 each team and, like, okay, I'm 28th in the country. I'm 30th in the country. But when you get to 50 and 60, yeah, like, I don't think it would have a lot of merit if they put Ronnie in the game, wow. unfortunately. Wow. But I think that there's a possibility that it could happen because of his dad yeah. and stuff like that, but not because he's actually one of the top 24 or, you know, however many kids that they're taking in the country. 24. He's just not. 
Yeah. You know, great player, but he's not. So. And look, if he played in the McDonald's game, I'm not saying he'll look completely out of place. You know, he he would be fine. Like I think he'd be fine, but he won't. He he does not deserve to be in there. Got you. He doesn't deserve it, like you say. If he was just another kid. So Chelsea, like you're big on this. If if you had a son and he's a close to, like you said, he's ranked 21, 24, 29, 31, 26, whatever. And Bronny was picking. He wasn't. What would be your reaction? I mean, you'd obviously be disappointed because, yeah. like, like you 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 guys. Or just like everyone else, we're following the rankings consistently, you know, throughout the career and how people are progressing and bumping up and stuff based on performance. So if a guy never touches the top 25, yeah, he, he like there, there's just no way. So yeah. it would it would seem very rigged. It would seem very political. And basketball is political. So yeah. if he gets in, like I said, like, that's just how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not. It wouldn't be based off of basketball merit if 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 he's been consistently. A forty-nine, fifty player in the country on both, you know, on the AP and in every single, you know, ranking there is for him to jump into, you know, a game that requires just the top twenty-five in the country, top twenty-four. That it's not, yeah. it's not right. Correct, correct. So, the the guy I could think about, and again, it it goes back to the name, and it's the two thousand seven game, and 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 only because it's one of the greatest classes ever, and Jai Lucas made the game. Uh, sure 510 Houston Hoops, Bel Air High School in Houston. He played for Houston Hoops. Honestly, we know the name. <laughs> I don't have to say his name. His name is Jai Lucas. And I'm looking at our database, the Balls Live database. ESPN had him 19, Rivals had him 43. And I remember that. I was like, he's the lowest dude I've ever seen make the game. And that class was good. There could have been another guy in there for him that was very deserving, you know? And so I think that's what I'm going to see with, with, with Ronnie. We're going to see one day, okay. like, you know, he made the game ranked whatever, 46 or 61 or 39. You just gave two polls, Ronnie, and yeah. they're like so far off. What do we have Ronnie right now in ESPN and in the other poll? Because okay, look at look at look at a huge gap. This is uh, Ronnie's West Coast bias right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is Ronnie ranked right now okay. on, on ESPN yeah. and on, on the other? Okay, let me go look at this. Because I remember, Jai Lucas, yeah. 19 and 43. So let's go I mean, look at yeah, the others. Yeah, but Ronnie, 19 and 43? That yeah. is a crazy gap. Most people are off by like five, six spots, maybe. Because Kelsey, he was closer to 43. That's my point. Yeah, yeah that, he was closer to 43. Okay. Well, I want to see. Where's Ronnie at right now? Ronnie both, James, let's, look. let's go look. I'm looking at him. Because I memorized this. Uh, Ronnie is 34th at ESPN right now. Okay. okay. Let's go look at Bronny on two four seven. Oh boy, this is a this is funny because we're gonna come back to this in a couple of weeks and talk about it. We will, we will. <laughs> Bronny's thirty nine and two four seven. Okay, so at least it's a five spot difference. How do you have twenty three spot difference? Yeah, yeah. and then in um, rivals, and I'm not sure rivals is head scout has a McDonald's vote. I don't believe he does, but let I me mean, rivals is well known. So right now in Rivals, he's 61. That is uh, Bronny, 61. And that's like more ballsy, you know what I mean? Like That's more like putting it out there. That's what you really think he is, you know what I right. mean? What, what do you think is the most respected of these polls? You know, rankings? Yeah, what polls? Like respected meaning uh, who's the industry takes the most seriously or who yeah. Bronny is where he should be? 
Yeah, I mean, the industry oh. takes more seriously, and and you can even say what the players take more seriously. They might say, "Hey, I'm top five think, in novels," you know, like Chelsea. Honestly, the ones most people know ESPN because right. of televised games, okay. the name. Uh, they want to be, you know, ESPN has this guy ranked here. Some people tell me that I'm like, eh. you know, I don't, I don't, I'm like, and <laughs> you know, like, and, and so you know, like it's yeah. one of them. It's one of them, you know. Um, Rivals' name has been around. Now we're we're, we're getting into this. Uh, Rivals is like Pepsi or right uh, Coke compared to vitamin water, right, or something like that, right? That name is people know Rivals for like 20 years now. Yeah. I think sure. most people look at the database. I think, Ani, you could correct me if I'm wrong. They're going to look at 247. For, be, for sure. Be like, for hey, sure. I'm going to go look at the profile, go look at that. And honestly, if you want to really look at the brothers and see years and years, you should look at ours and, and really go deep, dig deep, dig deep in it. Obviously, it's not out there like that because it's not on TV. But to answer, your, to answer your question, Chelsea, I believe it is ESPN because of okay. the visibility, right? right. And, and, um, they got mostly NIBC teams on their telecast, and those teams are those players. And somebody just mentioned it the other the other day on Twitter, a, a well-respected guy. He's like, how did Simeon beat Imatep and are still ranked behind Imatep? Is it because Imatep has better ranked ESPN players? You know what I mean? Like, he put it out there. Mm-hmm. So, you, just, you know, there is, like you said, Chelsea, there is political things. Or it's like any other sport. It's a business. For sure. These rankings are a business. Um, yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see if he makes it or if he doesn't make it. My bet is you guys are saying no. I'm saying yes. <laughs> well, you t- I didn't know that he was, you know, 30 is teetering. 31. I mean, that's not that far off. I've been thinking I think that. You know, think he was 30 coming in. Yeah, I thought you guys were saying he's like 55. Then I'm saying no way. He's, he's in 30 still. still. 30 is teetering, Ani. 24, 30. Man, man. Okay, yes, I think he has more of a chance now. I kind of want to change my vote. I'm not, I, no, I'm keeping mine as a no. Okay. Ooh, Ooh. Ani's a purist. Ani's a purist. <laughs> Ani knows how politics work, though. If they I know. Oh, I know. In that game. oh, I know. I get it. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he is. I'm just saying he doesn't deserve to be. Yeah, based off of skill and talent. Yeah, and I think yeah. you're right. I mean, but I'm not, but he could go there and still be fine. Like, you can get a guy that's 60th in the country and be in the McDonald's game. He could be decent, yeah. but yeah. I'm just saying he still, it doesn't mean that he he won't. I still don't think he would deserve it regardless. Yeah. 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 It's uh, very interesting uh, because he's just such a polarizing player. And, you know, uh, rankings have been around. We talk, we had an episode about that. Go check out our rankings episode. We talked to Clark Francis, Paul Van Cardi. We talked to these guys. It, it was it was good. A lot of information. Mm-hmm. And and um, yeah, I don't think it's ever gonna change. I think Chelsea the the depth of it before it used to be like you had to order a newsletter or you had to subscribe to a magazine. You had to subscribe to a, a, like Hoop Scoop or something to get some really in depth information. But I think now the rankings are even posted like right. on. ESPN scroll bar, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's out there. Like people know about it and uh, it's people are less informed about it than ever, but it's, it's, it's out in the public sphere more than ever. You know, uh, it used to be kind of a niche market, you know, to talk about like where Kobe Bryant was ranked or where did he start in ninth grade? And, you know, uh, that kind of thing was a very niche market. You had to be a diehard 
or, mm-hmm. or subscribe to some magazine or do something like that to kind of know. Now it's just like right. common knowledge, you know, yeah. but the, 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 the scope of it is all over the place. Like DJ Wagner, still number one player, like, and to, to a lot of people. And I think he is going to be in, and kudos to DJ. I know he's under the microscope a lot when, when he gets picked for the McDonald's game and he is going to get picked, uh, he's going to be the first father, grandson, grandson mm-hmm. combo. That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. That's how this game's been around. Uh, obviously, his dad is Dewan, who was the 2001 National Player of the Year at Camden, and his grandfather's Milts, who played in 1981, and he played on a great team, and he went on to Louisville and played in a few Final Fours. Was on their 86 National Championship team, but we'll see how that goes. I think on that note, we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, I don't think we have any more crazy predictions. Um, you know, we were just enjoying our, ourselves, kind of just talking about a lot of various topics it will be a good weekend hopefully people kind of reflect a little bit on martin luther king and what he's meant to the country uh i know we focus a lot on basketball and travel and i'm glad Ani, to your point i'm glad i'm not going to springfield right now i'll be completely nothing against i, I love my guy greg Persino. i've been a hoop ball it's so cold it's so <laughs> right cold. i can't even think i'm just like and it's so much you know five hours there then get back and it's like oh now you got a runny nose and you're free. It's and I got so much work to do with those rankings. So next week, obviously, everything will be pushed back one day. We'll do the rankings on Tuesday. They'll come out mm-hmm. after MLK Monday. Obviously, I can't do them on Monday because they'll be irrelevant in a few hours later. Everything happens. So much good games on Monday. And then we'll we'll come back on Wednesday if and when we do a pod. So we appreciate everybody listening to episode 149. Uh please like it, subscribe, like, share it. Uh obviously we're on iTunes. Spotify and on our YouTube page on the Balls Life Podcast Network. So until next time, uh, Ani, we're out of here. Chelsea, we're out of here. Good luck in your next game. Chelsea, when is your next game? Next week. We have it actually next big week. week. We, have, we have the cup, um, okay. which is like if people aren't familiar with that, most leagues have like an in-season tournament. Okay. Um, the way they do it is, you know, single elimination, you do a draw, it's totally random, and it kind of just gives the lower teams with lesser budgets and less money just a chance to kind of compete for for something like you know most of these leagues in europe and in general are very top heavy you know you have a team with a million dollar budget and a team with a hundred thousand dollar budget so you know to give them opportunity to win something since more times than not the bottom team is not going to beat a better team in a best of five series uh they do this cup so we're playing monday in the semifinals if we win we play thursday in the championship um, I need that bonus. I already have three cups with three different teams, so I need to go out with the bang. This is it, guys. So wish me luck. We'll see what happens. We know you want that bonus. We know that's what you're gearing up for. That's money. So yeah, that'll be on MLK Money. Like I said, a lot of games this upcoming week. So we'll check you guys next time. But for now, we're out of here. Take care.